Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, September 12th, 2022, we're back. It's, it's the uh, usual after Sunday football. Brain is a little bit mushy, but you get through and we talk about everything. And I wouldn't trade these these uh, these shows for anything. I love the NFL. The amount of joy I had in my life this morning was through the roof at 12 o'clock. And it continued into the Cowboys game this evening, which I cannot wait to talk about. But today is uh, National Encouragement Day which is good because I feel like everybody could do some encouraging to one member of this show at least and also to help that other member it's National Video Games Day which wow. is basically <laughs> like a holiday to begin for with for one member almost for one member so <laughs> off to a hot start I would say but what a great day it was yeah congrats on on National Video Game Day yeah yeah I don't think anyone's buying that one buddy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the real man. fans though, who the, who's who's loving National Video Game Day. Oh yeah, there's a couple who are just yeah. dialed in. Real fans know they they really yeah. lock it in. Um, a couple things we have to get through today. First of all, before we get to talking about the games, um, in the studio right now, Owen's not a part of the studio tonight. But uh, if he was, he would be with us battling against the ants. On Thursday night, there was a major ant invasion. Adam was coming over for the second half of the Bills game, and in the first half, I noted, noticed no less than 100 to 200 ants running around in the basement. Where? Over there. Wow. Not in the studio directly, but oh. these ants invaded. And since this weekend, I have gone through a rigorous process of getting rid of these things. It's taken a lot of work, but there's still a lot of ants. If you feel something up on you, don't don't be alarmed you're just you're playing against the ants right now all right it's like a real road game you're in their stadium exactly exactly so that's first thing we're fighting through second thing we're fighting through is this is sunday night modes are gonna have to go after dark there's not going to be any editing done to these so if you hear anything weird my bad we just work too hard and have too much going on so we're back to after dark mode how's things going in edmonton Owen? give me a little weekend recap before we hit these games um, it's good. The weather is nice. <laughs> I feel like I always talk about the weather, but like the weather was good, which <laughs> is nice for Edmonton because usually it's not as nice. So like, you know, you get to go outside a little bit, which is rare. Pretty good weekend just because I got to go outside. You know? Where were you before this? <laughs> um, <laughs> the police. Before what? You said you were watching. Before the home. show? Yeah, you said you were watching. I was home. watching football at a friend's house. Mm, a friend yeah own has friends <laughs> yeah believe it or not wow look at that um i think the big thing about week one you got to fight against the overreactions or you can steer into the overreactions it's either way you do it so when we break these down um i'll start with an example the dallas cowboys they just lost 19 to 3 
to the Buccaneers. They scored on the first drive of the game, and they didn't manage to score after that. Now, the news after the game, Dr. Jerry Jones has diagnosed Dak Prescott with a hand injury, requires surgery. He'll be out multiple weeks, but Cooper Rush, he, he had some zip on those balls, so I wouldn't say it's the end of the world. And Connor McGovern also has a high ankle sprain, so there's some bad injuries, and the offense wasn't exactly humming to begin with. You had Zeke Elliott with his uh, impossible-to-see out of visor, and you had uh, Noah Brown and Houston playing star roles mm. so things weren't great to begin with and now we have Dak so you could call this an overreaction but I, I'm I'm done with the Cowboys I'm willing to write it off I'm writing it off right now no playoffs I'm going with it yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go a hard out with you on this one because I was already leaning on the Cowboys are bad this year take um, but this kind of cemented it for me because that offense I mean they made the Buccaneers look like the 85 Bears so <laughs> and let's be honest about the Buccaneers I, I they couldn't I mean I think they might have lost to 20 teams today their, their offense wasn't exactly yeah. humming no it, it absolutely wasn't but it just goes to show you how bad the Cowboys are which I I mean I think it the, the best moment to me is when they pan to Jerry Jones at the end of the game in the booth and he's just looking all like upset and whiny and cranky um I don't know. There's something special about a team like this losing. It it really puts a smile on my face. So, no, I 100% agree with you guys. I wasn't really a fan, even with a healthy Dak. I wasn't really a fan of the Cowboys. Just, um, you know, I thought their division was too good. They had some tough matchups um, coming up, but obviously, when you do lose Dak, it's it's obviously much harder. I wasn't really uh, like impressed with Dak's game at all, even when he wasn't. Um, thought he was missing guys, made some poor choices. Um, so, but yeah, they got Cooper rush in the game. So we'll see what he brings. Now, the thing is we talked about, you know, which team gets that early season quarterback that gets hurt and it looks like it's the Cowboys. So, you know, but the 49ers at the same time, Trey Lance looked really bad. So I don't know how down they are to trade, you know, Jimmy G, but that's something, uh, that, you know, you should pay attention to maybe a little Jimmy G for Dak swap. How about that one? Mm. Now we're. Cooking. I think Adam would actually like that. Would you welcome that? Because you're the real person we got to talk to about G. the Cowboys. No, no, you wouldn't want that. So where's what your... about Sweetener? <laughs> yeah, they threw in Ayuk. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm out. Well, how are you holding up? That was a tough day. Adam managed to get a couple words out in the last 35 minutes, but well, um, we lost. Two offensive linemen, our starting quarterback, two receivers out for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the defense looked good. 19 points against the second-best offense <laughs> there we go. last season. So uh, that's that's kind of a win, a uh, good defensive game. Just had to have to get the offense clicking again, you know, need some chemistry, new receivers that we've, you know, um, what's that guy's name? Dennis, Dennis Houston. Yeah, Dennis Houston. Yeah, um, haven't seen him before, hoping I don't see him again, but I guess we'll see. Well, Schultz looked nice. great. That's that's a that's a target Schultz you can take looked away. good. Um, CD Lamb looked decent when he wasn't getting covered by three players, but mm. um, can't really wish for that anymore. Well, here's the good news. Let me give you a good good news. Yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I need some help finding that. I'm going to be optimistic for you. Okay. You The roadmap is here. You start 0-4 and McCarthy's out of a job. There's your there's your silver lining. Yep. That's a roadmap right there. And then right Dak comes back at the same time as Gallup, at the same time as Connor McGovern. Yeah. See? And Sean Payton coming in. 
Let's go. Because I saw him on the Fox kickoff this morning. He didn't exactly seem like he was, you know, having the time of his life. I bet he would welcome a, welcome a change. Or head coach Jerry, because he is getting older. He's never done it before. He was the first guy to speak to the media after the game today. I saw he was I don't even think the kickoff the, or the final buzzer had went yet. And he was just in the media talking about Dak. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I spoke to the doctors already and I've got the diagnosis. Yeah. So and maybe, the diagnosis was hand injury. So good thing he saw. <laughs> yep. Good yep. thing he was watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spotted it from the booth. Yeah. That's the good thing. But the Buccaneers, I didn't think played great. Which I think next week they're playing the well, Saints. I, I might I might have to take the Saints in that. They one. did. I, they played against a good team, as Tom Brady said in his post game interview. There you go. I actually didn't team. think the Bucks played too bad. I thought the defense was actually pretty decent, and like they were running the ball like crazy. They just couldn't capitalize on their red zone chances. So I think obviously it's it's a big thing. You got to capitalize on your red zone chances. But I thought like they actually played pretty well. Like Fournette was crazy. I thought um their wide receivers were better than I thought. Julio like, Julio was looking actually really good. Mike Evans caught a crazy touchdown, and then I think losing Godwin in, um, in the uh, second half was uh, was kind of a blow to their offense too. So I just think they didn't capitalize on their red zone chances, and if they you know maybe got an extra touchdown there, we're not really talking about them playing a bad game. Yeah, I don't think there was ever a point where I was like they can't move the ball. Like yeah. it felt like they were kind of moving it when they wanted to move it. It was just yeah, they kind of stalled out at times. Yeah, I, I almost thought, I know their offensive line has taken some hits and Smith got hurt today, but I almost thought when they had Godwin, Jones, and Evans going for that half, mm. I was like, well, to end last year, who did they even have? They didn't have Godwin left. They obviously didn't have Brown. I remember it just being Evans and Scotty Miller by the end of that season. Yeah. But if you could keep those three somewhat healthy, you know, the offensive line is almost less of a consideration to me because those three receivers are, the way Julio's looking, Yeah, I know that's like, you know, Football 101, don't buy into Julio Jones week one before his, you know, annual three injuries before the playoffs. But, I mean, he was looking spry. He was looking, like, really good. Like, I don't know if he, like, lost some weight, but he was looking, like, way faster, way more dynamic than he did in the Tennessee um, offense. So he was kind of looking like vintage Julio. Um, Almost had that huge catch there towards, um, I think it was right before the second... Or third quarter? Yeah, yeah, third quarter, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, like he was really impressive for me. So if he can kind of take that Antonio Brown role that Antonio Brown had last year, minus the, you know, off-field, on-field stuff. Minus the albums. Minus the albums, minus the, you know, leaving before the game ends. Um, then, you know, he could um, really fill that like third third role for them really well. I would say so. I would say so. Adam, I yeah. think before we move off this, I just want to ask you, if, is it is it panic button time after the first game, or are you still holding out some hope here? Are we still seeing a playoff road? Why can I wait a bit before pressing it? No, no, it? you got to you gotta <laughs> press the button. The button is not. I guess I'm not pressing it. Think okay. of it like in, in Top Gun when you're right about to crash the plane, you can either press the eject button I think, or not press I it. Think yeah. The- I think yeah. the flight just started and we're like six seconds behind. Okay, but I think that it's time to go Mach 10 or it's time to bail. If we're going for Bryce Young, well, that's or what I was going to say. That was what I was going to say. Are you just like at the point where, hey, maybe we should, you know, try a new quarterback? Yeah. Get a new guy in here. At least bring some actual competition for Dak. Yeah, call Cam Newton. Well, no, that's a joke. Yeah, but seriously, I'm, like Bryce Young or I'm like CJ Stroud. I'm not pushing the button. Okay. Okay. All right. Button's not getting pressed. That's good. Well, we'll hold out some hope. 
Um, oh, and congratulations on getting your lock in this one too. Tampa Bay minus one and a half. Thank you. You might There's notice never it. In doubt. Yes, it, it did work out, and it never in doubt really. I mean, yeah. the Buccaneers had whatever they wanted in this one, but it was one of the sleepier games of the day. I would say the most exciting game of the day is, and not to go into another favorite team here, but I would say the Steelers Bengals game was the mm-hmm. most exciting game. The Steelers get the win. Now I had felt a weird sense of confidence wave over me on Friday because I remembered Week One last year the Steelers beat the Bills on the road and I thought well this is kind of the same thing if they have some time to prepare I saw Mike Tomlin give everybody those black Air Force Ones and I mean they never looked back I saw the Steelers were memeing that to death after the game a lot of excitement but the big thing is TJ Watt tearing his peck we'll see how major that is but this to me that game had tie all over it the Steelers turned over Joe Burrow five times and somehow still had to scrape to the finish line, somehow almost gave it away three times, got the block PAT to save him. It was an exhausting game. And in the end, as a Steelers fan, it didn't really feel like it was worth anything because if TJ Watts out for the season, then, I mean, you might as well just discard any hopes you had. They'll still be around 500, but I thought Mitch looked good. Oh, and you can vouch for that. I thought he did fine. He made the big drive when he needed to. Yeah, to me, this was like kind of like exactly how I expected them to play and how I think they like kind of needed to play to win, where it's like Mitch wasn't like spectacular, but he kind of made throws when he needed to make throws. And then you just, they just relied on their defense to turn the Bengals over and make plays and get uh, pressure and things like that. And then that was enough to win the game. So, like, I was happy to see Trubisky play well. But I don't think he was the difference in the game. To you were happy you. to see Trubisky play well, but you were happier to see Joe Burrow in the mud. Yes, absolutely. That like that was the happiest out of all the things that made me happy today. That was the happiest that it was was seeing like the the fourth pick where he tried to throw it across the middle to Jamar Chase. And I think Fitzpatrick got it. It was either the third or the fourth. I like uh, leapt out of my seat. I was like so excited. The first the first one had me so happy and then it just kept coming after that. I liked how they kept going back to him and they're like, Oh, so calm under pressure, like he doesn't even react to these field goals. I was like, What are people people are just like they're on mushrooms when they talk about this guy. It's bananas the way he gets covered. I cannot stand it. So I was happy to see him in the mud as well. The Bengals have created a nice villain role on this show that I am I am delighted by. So if they could keep playing in games like this, where then it, you even saw when McPherson came out, he missed two kicks, and he even comes out for both of them. And Twitter's like, "Oh, you know he's making this." And even after this, like even on the second one, they're like, "He's cool. He knows like he's gonna make up for his mistakes." It's like that one was further off than the first one. So I was just happy to see him down. And it is good to start the season off with a win, something that you know Owens Bucks can relate to. Alex's Raiders unfortunately can't. Adam and the Cowboys, I mean, that was kind of like a mega loss, but I don't want to talk about that again. But Steelers over the Bengals, you have any takes? Congrats, Phil. Thank you. It was it was pretty lucky. It was lucky. I'm, I might have to say it was pretty lucky because you didn't say it. <laughs> I saw Colin Cowherd had the same take, actually, in his uh, little black sweater with the weird reading glasses on on his Instagram Live. Steelers got lucky. Well... Colin still win I'm in the still win camp now so we'll go with yeah, that he kind of has a point but... yeah he does I agree five turnovers and we should have lost and a blocked PAT 
yeah, that was sick though. Shout out Nick Money. Um, Vikings twenty three, Packers seven. A tough day for Aaron Rodgers. I, I mean, I don't want to say I called it, but I, I literally I, I nailed the scenario in my in the last show in the picks. Mm. I, I I had it down to a T, and then I somehow picked the Packers. So mm. I'm gonna put my hand up there and say my bad. I'm not gonna go against my visualizations, but Aaron Rodgers taking the but, loss. I mean, your visualization was right, and you never said they were gonna lose after like. You kind of predicted like the him yelling at the receivers, crowd going crazy, shaking his head. But yeah. then we were envisioning like that wakes them up, but it just didn't. Yes, I suppose that's right. It never did wake them up. But I, I would say I'm in this an overreaction, not a reaction camp. I would say I'm not going to overreact. I think this is just week one Packers. I think this is just the way it happens. But you could also say you know Devontae Adams. Uh, had more receiving yards than the entire Packers receivers did today. He had receiving yards them 141 to 120. So I'm saying I'm not overreacting, but that's a big win for Minnesota. I'm stating the obvious there, but I thought I thought Minnesota looked incredible today. Like Jefferson, yeah, probably the best wide receiver right now in the NFL. He was just cooking the Packers defense and the Packers defense that we were talking about, or that people have been talking about and hyping up so much, looked horrible today. So. Um, Jefferson was insane and I love this new offensive look for the for the Vikings um, hopefully they get some other guys involved too um, but I mean hey if they just keep spamming Jefferson I guess that's okay like if it works it works um, and and the Vikings defense was actually really good I mean they were clobbering Aaron Rodgers the entire game I, it looked like he got sacked like 10 times um, so the Vikings with a big statement win um, which I predicted no big deal and um yeah i mean look i think i think they're you know serious this year and uh they gotta they gotta win this div that you know i've been saying that so um but yeah like i don't think i'll overreact with the packers just yet i think he'll start making it work with the wide receivers um none of the wide receivers had over 40 yards in the game which was really bad i think the highest total was like 37 yards receiving let's go um so tough a lot of head shaking from uh aaron Rodgers. Um, but yeah, I think if they can just get like Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon involved more, they didn't run the ball as much as I thought they maybe could have. Like the the passing game was so poor that I thought they maybe should have tried running it a bit more. But um, it is what it is. But yeah, I don't want to overreact too too much. They're still the Packers. Owen one with his new hair, Owen. I'm sure you know that must play a factor. Yeah, it, it for sure does. Like uh, I think. Well, I guess I can get to Aaron Rodgers, but to me, this is more like a Vikings thing where I agree. Like, I think they have one of the most talented offenses in the NFL where they just have so many weapons and they can beat you in so many ways. And that's kind of been the story for the last few years. But now they have some legitimate, like actual defensive strength. They have a coach that can, you know, help the defense out. And they were, it felt like Aaron Rodgers was like under pressure all game. Like he couldn't really get comfortable. Uh, and then when you don't have like super capable receivers and you're not feeling comfortable, it, it kind of the margin for error is so much smaller. And then to the haircut, like I, I understand I, as somebody, I cut my hair kind of like to get out of funks or to like start. It's like a, you do it. It's like kind of like a changing of the guard or like a changing of seasons. You know, you need to switch things up. You cut the hair. You're starting school. You cut the hair. Yeah. Um, so you expect like new NFL season, you cut the hair like the big cut, too, because it's not even like you trimmed it. It's like a new style, yeah, which is a big deal. Um, and so you expect after the new cut, you come out of the gate kind of firing on all cylinders. But to see the new cut and then that performance tells me something's like deeply wrong. 
Yes, I agree. And you said new style. I think it's an entirely new style for anybody on earth with how long (laughs) it is on that one side. It's like a half Skrillex, but huge cowlick. Yeah. Yeah. And, Uh and can I say one more thing? I think this, this is telling me that this is a problem. He's having, he's had this problem with his receivers for a while because I feel like if he had figured out some sort of rhythm with them in training camp, he keeps the same cut, right? No, not change things up. But to me, this is like, you know, I it's not working in camp. These receivers and me aren't clicking. I need to get the haircut before the season starts. So when the season, when week one hits, I'm good to yeah. go. Yes. You know, new me. No, I fully agree with that. I also think yeah. a, a little bit of a little, little anger review because I, I've seen him get mad before. To me, like it was for show because he knows the cameras are on him. But when he was doing that angry talking thing on the sideline, it's like, dude, you're angry talking to Jordan Love. Like maybe grab a receiver and be like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I need you to do this instead of like talk, stressing it out with the quarterbacks coach. So that was my anger review for Aaron Rodgers. But I, I liked how after the game he said uh, Justin Jefferson's the best player in the game today. It's like, oh, good. The, the wallowing you do starts know something. early. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I think he might have just chopped off all the wisdom he had with that long hair. Maybe. Like all the, like, oh, you know, like Samson. Two, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Samson. Like MVPs um, with that <laughs> hair and, like, you know, all the stuff you've done. And um, he he just chopped it all off. And now it's like back to square one. It's like learning everything all over again. It's like he's a rookie. Yeah. yeah. Not um, to recycle an old take here, but. That's the type of haircut of somebody who doesn't really take care of themselves. Like, doesn't really care. You know? Like, yeah. if somebody who cares doesn't get that haircut. You never see somebody with that haircut, period. But you never see somebody with that haircut, especially that has their life together and really cares about, like, making appearances and things like that. Do you think my take is a year too late then? Do you think he yeah. doesn't care now? Mm. No, no, no. Your take was a year too early. Oh, sorry. You, year too early. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. He doesn't care. Now Now is when it's Now today. is when it was, yeah. oh, okay. So the 2022-23 yeah. season. It's okay. when it comes yeah, to like, he, he went care. into the barber and they were like, okay, Aaron, like, what can we do for you? And he was like, you just do whatever. Like, I don't, like. <laughs> I literally don't care. Like, I literally have don't your care. Way. I just yeah. came here to, like, chill for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And no one asked me questions. I just need to get out of my workspace. Yeah. I'm yeah. just coming here to relax, man. That's all I'm here to do. So you, if you're saying that your take was one year too early, then maybe my take about the Jags was two years too early because I was a little distressed we, yeah. in the Jags-Commanders game this afternoon, which saw Carson Wentz, who I think we've all written off for dead on this show, somehow go over 300 yards, four touchdowns. So it, the, both the Dotson touchdowns were just incredible passes. Yeah. The Commanders, I, I, I think this is more about the Jags to me because I feel like I was duped once again. Travis Etienne with one of the all-time just mistake draft picks in fantasy hand up yeah. if we if we want to talk about my fantasy draft choices i would be happy to oblige but travis Etienne dropped a ball on fourth and goal from the one like forcefully dropped it like it was like let yeah. me just chuck it at the ground instead of trying to catch it it was a bad day for the Jags. Got obliterated on another pass catching attempt. Too. He did. He he almost died. <laughs> the soul left his body a little bit on that hit by that guy Forrest. But uh, to me, it might have been about the Jags, but maybe overreaction. I think the Commanders could be a little frisky this year. I think I was giving him a little too much credit. I mean, to be fair, Carson Wentz did play the game of games, but uh, I, I liked kind of the, their players today. A couple guys were making moves. I can't lie. I was impressed. So. I mean, it was still against the Jags, and I, I can't keep getting tricked by Carson Wentz. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure, like, he had some good games against the Colts last year when we were like, hey, man, like, 
you know, Carson Wentz might actually be good. Didn't they win a game in San Francisco? I'm pretty sure they did last yes, year. Yes, they did. And we didn't, were like, wow, Carson Wentz is sick. Like, didn't they back. miss the playoffs losing to the Jags? Yeah, they, they did. did that this as well. This was his revenge game. Yeah. So, and it Carson was against Doug Peterson game. as well. Yeah. There you go. So he's always so up and down, but there's no way in hell I'm I'm trusting Carson Wentz, especially a win against the Jags. So, <laughs> Yeah, this is like classic barrage Carson Wentz because this is what he does is he'll give you one week, he'll give you four you know, four touchdowns, two interceptions, 300 yards. And the next week it'll be three picks, no touchdowns. Yeah. Like this is good in a small sample size, but this isn't anything we've never seen before. (laughs) This is something we've never seen before. If he can do it for like two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row. Well, once we get to week three and it's like 300 yards, four touchdowns, then we can come back and we can revisit this. But until then, this is like nice revenge game against the Jags, but this is still classic Carson Wentz. Okay. Well, it's something I want to do throughout this NFL season. I want to buy and trade stocks on this show with players. So count me down as a week one, I bought Carson Wentz stock. I'm back in. I'm buying buying the Wentz stock. But I might have to denounce it at some point in the future, but count me down, I bought in. After week three, after week three, we're going to see, because they play the Lions next week, that might be another one where he tricks us. Then they play the Eagles week three. Revenge so that, game. That's so many revenge games. So we'll see after week three if we're buying or selling Carson Winstock. And then I might hop on too. Okay. Well, I'm in early. I'll short that. I'm shorting it now while it's high. I'm shorting that too, actually, though. Who am I kidding? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, oh, I'm still in. So I'm buying what you guys are put, is selling. So that's good for yeah. me. I'll take it. Um, the only other things that are happening in this game, I didn't see anything about the field, particularly with FedEx field, which is what we usually keep our eye on. I figured week one, something crazy would happen. Yeah. But there was a little commotion in the gift shop. Don't know if you saw it. They accidentally put on sale Commander's mugs. And you know how they sometimes put the state mm. behind the logo? It's like a little thing that yeah. they would do on the mug. Can you picture that in your head, Owen? You look confused. Uh. No, I think I have a kind of an idea. Yeah. Okay. okay Just the good. outline of the state. Yeah, the outline of the state. On a mug. On yeah, a mug. Yeah, yeah. On a mug and then pasted with the W logo. On over top. Okay. The only yeah. like hair in the soup was it was the Washington State logo instead of the Washington, you know, DC DC outline there. They just did the Washington State yeah, one. No so, big deal. Little mistake. They actually took them off sale. But I would, if I was there, I would have bought some collector's edition personally. Yeah. So that's your FedEx field update. I didn't like the commander's jerseys either, but it's something I'm going to have to work through with the Carson mm-hmm. Wentz. See, who likes the noisy numbers? Who likes the dotted numbers? They just look terrible, in my opinion. Horrible. Not good. They no, The horrible. ones they had with the football team were just so good. So. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. And I know there's like not a great history with, you know, their team name and that sort of thing, but the but the color combo was always sick regardless. Mm-hmm. Like the like the burgundy, burgundy with the yellow England. pants was always great. So I don't know why they changed it, especially after having that long of a history. It looks horrible. There's not enough yellow in this jersey. It's just white and red. They need to get more yellow in there and yeah. incorporate that. You know who actually agrees with us is Ovechkin because Ovechkin pulled up to the game in the uh, in the R word hat logo, so he got canceled for that one. And he was also wearing the Kirk Cousins 2016 home jersey. Yeah. So shout out to Ovi. That's just the most Russia guy thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. And like Alex said when he showed it to me, when I showed it to him, he somebody was like, dude, can you change your hat and he was probably like uh we're at the game, <laughs> we're like, the game. like what do you mean <laughs> yeah what do you mean change my hat like aren't we going to the game I, i'm going to watch football 
I'm going to game. <laughs> I cheer. <laughs> That's exactly it. So, shout out to Ovi. Um, 49ers, Bears, uh, an absolute monsoon in this one. And really, this is the prime overreact, underreact, because well, we could talk about the Bears in a second. I don't mean to dump all over a team that just won a game. But on a 49er note specifically, it was Trey Lance's first career start. He Did, did he look good? No, I'm going to be the first one to say it. He did not look good. Credit to me for admitting that. But I'm going to I'm going to be very nice and write it off because of the weather. That's what I'm going to do right here. He did throw an absolute garbage interception to that pretty much cost him the game. But I'm willing to be nice. Not his fault. It was a monsoon. That's what I'm going with. So. I don't. I don't know if you can write this one off because of the weather, because you have to kind of compare him to the other quarterback. Oh, mm. and the other Who guy who plays in that weather. weather all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. the other guy didn't look that bad. Plus, well, if anything, be- Trey Lance is the North Dakota guy, so that's even more colder weather. So this shouldn't have been an issue for him. Mm. Well, Tra- I, I'm going to play devil's advocate and say one of those quarterbacks plays in that weather like all the time, whereas the other one like does play in that weather all the time. Well, Trey Lance has only been with San Francisco for like six months. San Are you saying Justin Fields like in the summer in Chicago, like in training camp, like in the summer? <laughs> I mean, he's he got, played like, a full year last year, basically. Oh, okay. He's, he's got, got a weather simulator set up in his he's backyard. He's training in the Yukon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bear weather. He's I think practicing. Trey Lance had a quote where he said, I'm used to playing in the snow, so the rain shouldn't be an issue for me. Or well, something like that. Oh, he's like, rain is easy. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> like, I play on hard mode. This is medium. Yeah. That's, <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we do need to okay. put more into this. Hand up. Yes. Yeah, yeah hand up. But I'm still going to stick with it. I, I don't like... One thing I don't like, the coach who wears the hoodie that cover his eyes, so Kyle Shanahan going with that look where it looked like he was just like uh, Voldemort or something. I was out, but anyway. Oh, and what was your take on this game? An exciting game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, my take is just that Trey Lance like doesn't look... I didn't catch a ton of this one, actually, but I don't think he, from what I did see, he doesn't look great. Like I, To me, he was always uh, a question mark. Even coming out of the draft, I kind of I penciled him in as a bust, um, but I also thought Zach Wilson was going to be a star. So, yeah. <laughs> one one for two, <laughs> one for two, yeah, yeah, one and one. But uh, no, I think that uh, yeah, he, a lot of it's going to be experience, a lot of it's weather. Um, but yeah, there's some they need to put some work in there mm-hmm. because he's going to have Jimmy G nipping at his heels here. You would think soon. Unless Jimmy G finds his way to Dallas, like we theorized earlier. The only other thing I would say, well, actually, I have a couple of things I want to say about this game. Adam, I'm sure you have a word to the people out there. You're a bit more of a fantasy guy. If you're on the wire this week, you got $100 to spend if you play in the annual budget, which is the only way to play. And I'm sure the hottest pickup this week will be Jeff Wilson Jr. after what happened to Eli Mitchell, injured, and who knows how long they said the knee injury was looking kind of bad. What would you advise the people when they say, oh, let me throw this $30 on Jeff Wilson. Let me just do that. What would you tell that person? You want me to advise the people? I really do. I think someone who gives good advice in these scenarios would be Alex. Mm, a Niner backfield expert, some yes. would say. Yeah, I'd uh, advise you to throw maybe about $0 <laughs> on the uh, 49ers backfield because I was just tossed and turned and ripped apart Um just even hoping for my guy to get in. Um, so, no, don't do it. Uh, it's not worth it. You think Jeff Wilson might be starting, and then, bang, he's maybe cut by the team the next day. But so. another expert who is in the polar opposite side as you is Owen, who spent $60 on the 49ers backfield last season taking 
the player from you. So it's Owen. true. I think yeah, that was very lucky. I mean, lucky, I got though. roasted. Well, lucky, <laughs> I don't know. I got roasted for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it ended up being by far the best pickup anyone made all season. And probably that anybody could have made in any league. <laughs> that and Mark Ingram for $30. <laughs> True. Mark Ingram was Mark Ingram. That was he. That was yeah, he. That was a. The scouting department failed me on that one. Yeah, that's okay, though. One for two, just like yeah. the 2021 draft quarterback yeah. takes. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Things happen. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> the, it was a great debut for the Bermuda field for the Bears, which we covered on the last show. Oh, I think I got an ant on me. Yeah. Oh. yeah, there we go. First one of the pod. Um, but the Bermuda green grass for the Bears yeah. that debuted, uh, not great. doesn't look like it holds paint very well. <laughs> no, it does not look like it holds paint very well because when they pushed all the water off the warm-up field, uh, they kind of ruined the out-of-bounds lines, and it looked like one of those. Remember the scissors that cut in design? It looked yeah. like somebody made the out-of-bounds line with the squiggly. Yeah. So squiggly wavy, yeah. That was a little bit tough. They also pooled water like you would not believe in the warm-up, but I think Soldier Field, if I were to rank fields, you know, 32 down to 1, not like not like Justin Fields, but so, like field quality. Soldier Field would be right there with FedEx Field to me in the bottom tier. So I'm happy that the Bermuda Field is is uh, not exactly living to uh, the standards that they had hoped. Yeah, I definitely have it down there too. But I feel like that's also kind of the home field advantage. Like purposely have a shitty field. Yeah, kind of. I kind of am down. So with that. purposely hype up the grass that you're gonna. Um, <laughs> insert like 24 hours before kickoff it was like a smoke screen smoke and, it, screen. and it worked it did work it exactly 49ers <laughs> were like oh we're like new easy. grass easy like, we're gonna have traction they get there they're like you guys lied to us yeah. exactly this is a lie also you mentioned something about like electrical like wires being like put in the grass yeah heated up yeah mm. a lot of water heated field <laughs> on the field <laughs> yeah so True. just saying <laughs> Do you think they maybe flooded it? Mm. Not to get too conspiracy theory, but I think they could have a little extra water. Oh, like they they had like sprinklers under the grass yeah. that were like yeah. putting in extra puddles. A just pregame a little scenario. bit of extra, just yeah. run it through. Yeah, exactly. But if you're saying it's a big home field advantage, the Bears picked up a a, field, a penalty in this game that p- put them out of field goal range because they brought a towel on the field to try to wipe it down <laughs> for the spot, and then it put nice. them out of field goal range. They punted, which was excellent. Big. I like. I like the Bears. I, I we cheer for the Bears. We said the Bears playing, podcast. The Bears podcast. They're yeah. playing Sunday night next week. We were all going to wear our Bears gear right. to support them. Um, I like them, and I like this. If they can get this vibe going, where they're, I mean, I don't have high hopes of them. I think this game was kind of like a red herring. But if they can get this vibe going, where they could steal a game, you know, I would yeah. be down for that. That's a good Bears step chronologically in this rebuild. And I like Matt Eberflus because a lot of these coaches we know. Uh, Andy Reid has that huge play sheet. I'm not sure if you saw Matt Eberflus's play sheet but it was smaller than my iPhone it was like literally like the tiniest little play sheet I've ever seen it just had scribbles all over it so I love it second ant on me let's go two for two there we go (laughs) but I'm hoping for the Bears I I mean I don't really think this win changes my perspective of them I think the weather was just so wild that this game can just be tossed in my opinion I just want them to be like a gritty team which you know, I didn't actually yeah. watch this game, but it looked like it was a gritty win. So if they can be a you know a gritty team, you know, win some win some gritty games, I think you know it'll suit their style, suit the Bears. So it'll be good. And you know, Justin Fields can take a step. So yeah. I think it'd be fun. I think so too. I hope so. Yeah. Alex's Las Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. took a loss this afternoon, which is um, 
I mean, the, the swing of emotions was grave because I sent Alex a text after the Devontae Adams touchdown to put them within one score, and I said, wow, Adams is spectacular because he is, I mean, oh, the amount of good receivers there are in this league is insane. Jefferson, Chase just oozes like a superstar. Everything he does, Jefferson, I already mentioned, Adams Cup. obviously, Cup on Thursday, Diggs on Thursday, but I digress. The Adams touchdown puts him within one. I text Alex. I say, wow, Adams is world-class. And he responds, all caps, tell me something I don't know. Raiders going to come back and win this one. And then like three minutes later, the car, sack, fumble, game over. How are you holding up after this one? I would say it was a good effort. I think it was a good effort. Like, I don't think it was it was too bad of a loss. I think, you know, one unit kind of let us down, and that was the O-line. Um, they were horrible. Uh, they couldn't stop anything. And I know the Chargers have a pretty talented front line, but like they literally couldn't stop anything. It was so bad. Carr had like w- one second to throw, and then everyone was getting in his face. His O linemen were getting pushed into him. It was so bad. He couldn't like plan his feet and make a throw. So, um, but I mean, wow, Adams, what a start. You couldn't have asked for a better start from Adams. Had like, I don't know, 100 and whatever. 141. 141 yards. Um, Wow, that was that was amazing. I just didn't really get too much of the other uh, individuals on our offense involved. Like the running game was not great. Um, you know, Waller was quiet. Renfro was quiet. So, yeah, I think I think we got to improve. But it, you know, Chargers are a really good team. If we can improve the O line, oh well, I don't know how we're gonna improve the O line. The O line was just d- disgraceful today. The fact that we switched our right tackle three times today was was an absolute joke. Um, so. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, where we go next, where we move on from here. You got the Cardinals but, next uh, week. You we got the Cardinals good? next week. I like that. I like that as a win for us. Um, Let's go. And uh, I saw some... Derek Carr also could be... I don't like to criticize him because okay. he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but uh, uh, he uh, needs uh, to, like, like move your feet a bit more, especially when you know that like the O line is that bad. Um, I think he should, you know, give it a chance to move move out of the pocket a bit more on all those um, sacks of his. He, I don't even think he attempted to run out. He just kind of wait, 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 see if there was a last second like sliver of hope to get the ball off and then just take the sack. Not once did he try to escape out of the pocket, extend the play, see, um, you know, if something could could come about that. So that's one thing I think he should try to improve on. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think the Chargers, I mean, Owen, if you want to state your cases why Herbert is the best quarterback in the league, today's the prime example. I think Mike Williams had two catches, Keenan Allen left in maybe the second or third quarter. And, I mean, he he played a perfect game, really. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he was throwing to – he had to throw to everybody, but he was – I mean, his leading receiver was Keenan, was Keenan Allen and then DeAndre Carter. So he was throwing to um, some just some randoms there. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like when you watch him play, it's hard to not see the talent that he has. It's like looking at, like, it's like watching Josh Allen where it's like, he's so physically like gifted compared to the average quarterback that it's impossible to not be like impressed. Like his arm is obviously incredible. He can make every throw he needs to make. Um, and he's just so smart with the football. Like he's, his reads, um, he's always making the right reads. He had no turnovers today. So, um, I mean, yeah, I think this is the start of an MVP campaign that we're all going to get to watch. So, I think so. I think yeah. so. And, and watching them, Quill Mack obviously had three sacks today. 
and they've done such a good job. We mentioned this when we talked about them in the summer, but they've done such a good job pooling all this talent together. And I think, you know, today it's far from the finished product for them. And you, you just see how much, you know, blue chip players that they have. It's hard to envision that they won't be in the conversation of things. And, you know, I don't still don't agree. Brian Steely had another one of those fourth downs today where it's just like, why, why do you think you're smarter than everybody watching the game? Like, please just punt the ball. Like, it's not that hard of a decision. Got stuffed on the Herbert sneak there. But, um, you know, it's just hard not to see why this team won't be in the thick of things come title push and i think this is how a lot of games in this division are going to go like i think it's going to be six dog fights when you play against these divisional games so makes things harder on everyone in this division you mentioned it's the start of an mvp season potentially you could say the same thing for patrick mahomes who looked absolutely fantastic today in arizona i mean the game was never in doubt he had five touchdown passes and i believe it was to four different receivers he was tremendous and the cardinals looked horrible so i would say this is a good one to you can give a good reaction to either way because the cardinals never looked like making this competitive and the chiefs looked so good didn't even i mean nothing was flapping them today so i think to me it was a combination of the chiefs mahomes has read all the stuff josh allen number one bill's not top dogs i think he's ready and motivated and i think it shows when they're throwing you know up four touchdowns at the two it's like let's get this guy's touchdown passes let's get this guy up there let's get his stats I think that they are going to be super motivated, and I think the Cardinals are going to be a little bit closer to the basement than to the playoffs, in my opinion. So I'm going on both of those, but if you have one you go on harder, that's uh, beneficial. Yeah, I was just happy to see the Cardinals like play bad. I think this is an unserious franchise. I think the way they treat Kyler Murray and the way they've treated him in the offseason is not something of like a real serious NFL franchise would do. So it's good to see them kind of get their comeuppance. And I don't mean to hate on the entire team. I mostly just want to direct the hate towards Kyler Murray. So I'm sorry if everyone else is catching strays, but it's, I'm glad to see this team play poorly because the, uh, the chief are just, the chiefs are just a class above them in every way. So. Yeah. The chiefs were incredible. Um, Yeah. Mahomes was otherworldly today it was just absolutely insane so uh, you know they'll definitely get some tougher matchups than the cardinals um Let's so go. we'll we'll see how other defenses match up but like oh my gosh mahomes would just like roll to one side and throw the other way no problem so classic he's just a cheat code out there so um and it looks like they were involving you know quite a f- few members of their offense you know spreading the wealth and yeah, Kelsey Kelsey was doing really good I mean the Cardinals game planned horribly Kelsey was open like every single time it was like maybe let's stop the best receiver on the team yeah if we can and then make the other guys beat us but um they opted for something else and um yeah like apparently Clyde Edwards Hilaire is good now like two touchdowns like I don't, I don't I'm know not how buying that, that happened stock. but nah. yeah I'm not buying that stock either so um it's Pacheco's back backfield um <laughs> And yeah, like it's. I think the Chiefs are going to be pretty fun to watch, actually, just because there was so much doubt heading into the um, off, heading into the into the season. You know, without Tyreek Hill, how's that going to work? But I think they're pretty, like you said, they're a pretty motivated bunch to you know just prove to people, hold on, we've got something to say about this. Yeah, I would say so. And I think the only other thing I wish we had done before we picked this game, I wish I knew this. It was double XP weekend this past weekend. Oh. And- oh. 
it's I know. And it makes yeah. so much sense because uh, the way he played, the way that whole team played, I mean, I wish we just knew. I would have locked it so quickly. And I bet that's why the line jumped so much because it was three and a half, three and a half. And then all of a sudden it was six. I think once people saw a double XP weekend, they went crazy. But I have done the pre-scout and the next double XP week, actually, it's a full week. So look out September 28th to October 6th. Okay. And Cardinals at Panthers week four. So I would say it's probably worse when they're at home because then like he has his setup and stuff. True. Maybe on the road, he's on the hotel TV. He doesn't like it yeah. as much, but... We should have known double XP. But weekend. a whole week of double XP? Oh, he's going to be going off. Yeah. He's going to be... There's no film getting done yeah. that week, for sure. This is an unserious franchise, though, and their defense is not good. I mean, no duh. They got walked on today, but, I mean, come on. It's got to be better than this. He's an exciting player. I want to see him on a better roster than this. Can I just uh, rescind all my takes about the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm just going to take back everything I said about the Chiefs. That they're going to miss the playoffs and I I don't think I said they're going to miss the playoffs, but I think I said they're going to borderline make it, finish third in their division. Um it's going to be a down year. Yeah, I just I never said any of that. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. He's taking them back. Okay. Because yeah. we have... Do you want to take back the Colts? Or... Yeah. That's what I want to talk about next. The Colts tied okay. the Texans 20 to 20. Yeah, we have time for that. Yeah, we have tons okay. of time. Because congratulations Good. to Alex, first of all. You got your lock correct. Way to go. Well done. Everybody got their locks correct today. Not to spoil, but yeah. way to go. Give yourself a pat on the back. Adam, you picked the Colts to win the AFC. I, I mean, how well, are you holding up? That was tough. They're down 20 to 3. I think I picked them to have the best record in the AFC, not necessarily to be the AFC champs. You <laughs> said oh, no, 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 no. Either way, you said Packers Colts heard, Super Bowl. Okay. I might even heard Super Bowl. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not gonna overreact. Week one. I mean, Matt Ryan's yeah. just kind of getting his hands warm, and uh, he had four rushing attempts yeah. today. He yeah, oh, getting his legs warm too. Um, I'm honestly not that worried. It's a division game week one. Division game. Always tough. That's division a good game. spin always zone. It's a, it's a week and one division game. Division it's always, it's yeah. always going to be a close game in a yeah. week one division game. Like you haven't seen any film. Mm. You're not really sure what to do. So Off way away. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I'm not really going to overreact, but um, it was a, a tiny bit alarming. Okay. It was a little scary. Yeah. Down 20 to 3 to Money Mills and OJ Howard's two touchdowns. Um, yeah, this team's not really built to... Um, play from behind no they gotta get they gotta, no they gotta, kidding yeah, yeah. They gotta, we saw that today i said to owen some things never change matt ryan can change jerseys all he wants but he'll still always find himself cut the cutting on red zone with uh-huh. nine minutes to go he's got to cut the lead in half and he's battling against the clock with one timeout. it's just it's always the same story him and philip rivers that's why they both ended up on the colts at the end but lovey smith in this one it was fourth and three at midfield with 40 seconds left and he said punt Let's just let's just take the tie and let this one finish. And usually I would be against this, but I feel like because it's Colts Texans, I just didn't care enough to have an opinion. So I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them taking the tie. I kind of like it for the Texans. It's like you know what, like we can take some positives from this one and let's keep going to next week. But I mean, I'm sure most people were hoping that he would give the ball to Damian Pierce a little more than he ended up doing. I think. Rex Burkhead had the bulk of the work today, which is... I'm one of those people. And I mean, the thing is, like, they had an even amount of carries, but Rex Burkhead was in on 80% of the snaps. So it's kind of like when Damian Pierce went on, you knew he was running the ball, which probably isn't a good strategy, Mm. right? Like, you... (laughs) 
you kind of want to keep the other team guessing and it's not like oh they subbed him in he's gonna run the ball so i think we should probably clean that up in the next few weeks yeah i would say that might be a wise idea yeah oh and you would like to uh i think you would like to sell a stock in this one yeah well i don't know if i ever held i guess kind of held cult stock so i would keep sell it, keep that it. No, no no and then keep it I think I'm gonna sell it. I think I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> like when the stock then, when the stock dips, it's not a good idea to sell. Like wait till it gets yeah, wait till it gets up. Okay. And, yeah. Hold, and then, hold and the line. Pierce, Diamond hands. I had a lot of Damian Pierce. Like I was, <laughs> he was a big part of my portfolio. So I don't know if I'll sell all, but I'm trimming my Damian Pierce stock. Just I'm okay. like hold on a half, sec. Selling half of it. You guys, because I drafted Jonathan Taylor his rookie year, and he was horrible to start like the first five six weeks. So just hold hold on okay. hold on. Okay. Don't sell any of those. Jonathan Taylor, okay. I'm telling you, I was down to like trade him, <laughs> and I actually did. Uh, so he was actually really bad the first like eight weeks, and then after he just decided to become the best running back. I love yeah. Alex trying to make it sound like better than it was. I was down to trade him, and I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was just gonna, I thought it was going to be like I I, did, I was down to trade him, and then I decided to hold on to him, and then he like turned up for the last eight games. But it was like, oh no, I yeah, it was actually got rid of him. Yeah. It actually sent my season into a tailspin. Yeah. So hold your pure yeah. stock, but your cold stock, you might uh, you might try to offload some of that black market yeah. stock. Yeah, 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 to whoever's buying. So are we then... Adam, if you want any. So, Phil, are we liking Jags division winners stock? I know they lost, but okay, I mean, there's a lot of teams here that are up in the air. If I buy commander stock, which I didn't, but I bought Wentz stock, which is kind of the same thing, yeah. that means uh-huh. I think the, the commanders are oh, okay. Yeah. Which also means because they played the Jaguars close, I think the Jaguars are okay. The Colts okay. are still in first. Like, let's not forget. People forget. Yeah, let's not forget. People, still forget. In first in People the forget that they are in first right now. <laughs> They've got a huge. Okay, I'll buy some Jags stock, though. You talk me into it. I'll okay. get in on the Jags again. Okay. Sure. Okay. What are the Titans? Are we just stand, standing pat on the Titans there? Well, we could talk about what happened to the Titans today. A, a tough, a tough lock. home loss to the Giants, which, Adam, once again, great lock. Good job. Plus six and a half to the G-Men. It was looking scary for a while. And to those who just flick this on and say, you know, oh, the G-Men, like 21 points. I bet that was quite a day for Danny Dimes. No, he had uh, two 70-plus yard touchdowns that did the bulk of the work. So a little, you know, lightning strikes twice. And then the big drive at the end, they convert the fourth down. Danny Dimes with the legs on a Mm. couple of them. Barkley was incredible. And the story of this one, everybody saw, sees the video, Brian Dable after the game, doing the celebrations and everything. But him going for two in the win on the road instead of just taking the uh, extra point and playing for overtime. Because the Giants, if you watch this game closely, I had my eye on it. I, I mean, I don't know why I was watching Giants-Titans, but... It was a good game. I was watching. Like, the fourth quarter was electric. Like, and I mean, just watching Barkley was so much fun. Like, I'm so glad he's back because he's had such an unlucky two years. But my God, does he look fast, strong. Like, the defenders, like, they just, like, no one can, like, catch up to him, let alone, like, you know, get a hand on him. So he looked so good. And yeah, just, I mean, let's let's go Barkley, man. Yeah, it showed on the uh, two point. He got touched at the four and then he just dragged everybody with him. Yeah. But, that's the thing. Like, the Giants' offense is not, you know, exactly the uh, air raid offense. And uh, when you have the chance to go for the win there, you're probably not going to get that big, long drive again. Yeah. Uh, that was a great call. And, yeah, I saw he had a good quote after the game about, you know, if he doesn't get it, he's living with the consequences of not getting it. But, I mean, they did get it. And you could see the team really responded to him. He had the big celebrations on the sideline and after the game. So I feel Giants, you know, 
I feel like they could be a frisky team this year, but the Titans, I mean, jeez, there were some weird calls in this one. They had the third and one where they could have iced it, and Henry was in the backfield, and they ran a tight end jet sweep. Um, I, I don't know what they were thinking today. That was a tough, tough loss. So, yeah, AFC South is looking tough, to be honest. Mm-hmm. At least my call. But how are you feeling, Owen, as a Henry number one pick fantasy owner? Yeah, I heard a lot about how the line was bad. The offensive line was bad. And I just, I guess I kind of just ignored it mostly. Um, but I think that might actually end up being a problem because oh, it could play a <laughs> <I> role, <mean, laughs> eh? Derrick Henry had his normal like 21 carries. That's like a pretty heavy workload. <laughs> and then averaging 3.9 you know, could be a lot better. Like, it could have been better. And I wish he would have scored. But I think that, you know what? I think the line is really bad. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I think they'll right the ship a little bit because I think this team is better than losing to the Giants. I think they're above that, or they should be. Um, so I'm not going to sell any stock because I guess the, the, the long and the short of it. Um, but I'm definitely putting it high on the watch list. Okay, you know, I'm gonna be keeping an eye on it. I'm looking for the moment to dump if it keeps keeps yeah. you know on the drop, or buy more if he turns it up. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. Yeah. there is a lot to go, um, yeah. but the Cowboys are now. I mean, okay. we talk about how bad the NFC South or sorry the AFC South is, but the NFC East is now kind of the opposite, with the exception of the Cowboys. Yeah. So the Giants one and zero, Commanders one and zero, Eagles one and zero, and the Eagles get their big win on the road against the Lions, thirty-eight to thirty-five. To me, this is just classic Lions. I mean, they jump out to the seven nothing lead. Well, actually, even before that, the first twenty thousand fans who showed up got the most worst bobblehead I've ever seen. Dan Campbell. It looked like more like Alex than it did Dan Campbell. But they got the free bobblehead. First 20,000 fans. They jump out to the 7-0 lead. They sold out the game and they sold standing rooms. That's how big the buzz was in Detroit. Crowd is so into it. They have that big fourth and goal at the one. They give it up. And then the Eagles just walked on them the rest of the game. But because they're the Lions, you know they play till the final whistle. So I was like, don't turn this off because they'll lose, but they could still cover. And then they sneak in under the radar. So I would say, you know, last year we would say that was a valiant Lions effort. Like the cover was all they were really playing for last year. But this year it feels like the bar has been raised a little bit. So maybe a little disappointing. I think Tony was a little upset. But good win for the Eagles on the road, I would say. And now the division path got a lot easier today. So good for them. Overall, good day for the Eagles. Maybe not so much for the Lions. But what do you think on this one, Owen? Um, yeah. The Look, I think the Eagles probably have to be one of the – they have to be obviously the division favorite. They looked really good. I mean, they were getting rushing from all – like from everywhere. I'm um, checking exactly how many yards – Jalen Hurts had. Scott had uh, a rushing touchdown. Sanders had a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Gainwell did. Boston and Scott did. had one too. Yeah. Yeah. So they had four rushing touchdowns from four different players. I mean, Jalen Hurts ran for 90 yards, Miles Sanders 96. And that's kind of what you get with the team is you get a really, really strong rushing attack, uh, which was impressive. Um, and so I think to me, they look exactly like how you would want them to look, which is very strong on the ground and, and very effective that way. Um, and then the Lions, I mean, it's hard to, I would like to see more I agree. before I make like a, a strong take here, because I do, I, I like Dunder Swift was really good. 
Um, no Craig Reynolds, which was a bit disappointing, but DeAndre yeah. Swift was really good. And then Goff was like pretty standard. So I don't know how, if my opinion shifted significantly on them. Yes. Even though they kept it close. I agree. I think, yeah. you know, you kind of got what you expected from Goff. Couple nice passes, couple in garbage time, albeit, but a uh-huh. couple of those, like, that's just, like, it wasn't really his fault, but it was just like Goff. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It was Jared Goff. But this is how the Eagles, I mean, how they want to get you, right? Like, they want to jump out to lead and then they can run the football. AJ Brown was fantastic today. 10 catches, 150 yards. Devonta Smith did post a big 0-0, so tough for him. Jalen Hurts is one of those guys, so like he he might like only know where one button is on the controller, you At know? Time, yeah. It's like, I know where B is. Let me just, you know, yep. mash B for a game and we'll see how that works out. But anything on this one? Like you said, I agree with your point that like we shouldn't be we shouldn't be impressed with the with the lines just covering now. Like I'm down for them to, you know, actually win some games and uh, beat some good teams. So I think they have a pretty decently crafted roster. Um, so it'd be nice to to actually see them pull out some wins. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm loving the Eagles right now. Probably you know closer game than I would have liked, but um, you know I think it, it their their rushing attack was is definitely strong and um, and their wide receivers are loaded too. So. It's uh, it's a good good start for the Eagles so far. Good start for your NFC winners. Yes, that, my NFC winners. My my Super Bowl uh, finalists. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Just like the Rams last year. Well, no, yeah. last year you had the uh, the no prediction. The, just, I had the no prediction, yeah. but I did pick the NFC winner though, mm-hmm. that's which was exactly the Rams. Right. So there you go. Um, the Patriots and the Dolphins, twenty to seven final there for the Dolphins. I had Dolphins as my lock, so that's the full sweep of winners. I mean, don't ask us how the rest of the day went for picks because it's looking like a couple of us are gonna go under five hundred. We'll get to that on the next show, obviously, when when it's all said and done. But Miami, I mean like the two plays really kind of decided this one. I saw Belichick said it after the game. The fourth and seven to Waddle and the other one, it wasn't like a real, you know blowout win of any kind but i know bill goes up there after the game and says it's a play with it's a game decided by two plays yes but also you're not gonna you know it's not you're not gonna win games scoring seven points mac jones hurt his back in this game that he went for x-rays after the game i had no real word on how that turned out but like this is exactly what i thought was going to happen with the patriots this offense has no dynamic ability, has no ability to take the top off of anything. And it's pretty much everything we saw coming. I think Miami with a first-year coach, yes, you know, it is a work in progress. But, you know, 1-0, they'll take some positivity. What did you say? Wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. People know. (laughs) People know the wheelbarrow. That's exactly right. Tyreek Hill with the great comment with the the sunglasses on, breaking that one down. But this one's pretty much exactly what I expected. I That's... I don't have a take on this game. Yeah, handshake emoji. I'm down. Um, This one, Falcons and Saints, which, I mean, for those who aren't aren't aware, this is a huge rivalry in the South. This is an absolutely massive rivalry. The people wake up for this game. The Falcons fans... You know they're not very uh, not a very optimistic bunch, but they wake up for the Saints mm. game. They do that, and everybody was very disappointed in this one. It was a classic Falcons choke. At one point in the fourth quarter, their win probability was ninety seven percent, and they did it again. They somehow gassed this game. Michael Thomas with the two <laughs> big touchdowns. Saints go for two, don't get it. So the Falcons think they've won, and then the Falcons give it right back to the Saints, and the Saints kick the big field goal at the at the horn. And then to make it worse, I saw a. Video 
video of a Walmart in Atlanta that was being taken over by <laughs> Saints fans. I don't know if you saw this, but they were marching up and down the deli aisle with their yeah. uh, Saints gear. <laughs> I don't know who picked the Walmart as like the, yo, yo, let's link it to Walmart <laughs> yeah, yeah. to celebrate the win. <laughs> but they certainly picked it. And Jameis, I think he was hurt for a little bit in this one, but he came back. He, I saw his post-game comments where he said, uh, they said, what happened? He said, pain, pain, but you fight through pain. So... Shout out to Jameis Winston. Big win for the Saints on the road. And the Falcons look frisky. Shout out Mariota and Patterson. Those guys, that's a little bit of a duo they got going on over there. Yeah, but speaking of uh, top fantasy pickups, Taysom Hill was already back playing quarterback for a couple drives and scored a bit. So he's playable at tight end. He is. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind for the non-PPRs especially, I would say. Because big, big return. But I can't believe it's the year 2022 and Alvin Kamara is still splitting work with Mark Ingram. It just baffles my mind. Why, why is this something that happens? It's like two-point conversion, Kamara's not in the game. It's like, oh, okay, well, we're just going with Ingram on the, on the wildcat formation. But I think I learned a little bit about both of these teams today. I would say the Saints did a good job hanging in a close game and the Falcons did a good job to build a lead and they want to lose anyway, so and whatever. Two people on the show predicted the Saints to win that division, I think. Yeah, and a one and no start and they got the Bucks next week who are a little bit reeling. Mm-hmm. But anything on this game on? Uh no, not really. The Falcons looked better than I thought. And Cordell Patterson, he's still there. Yeah. Still here. Oh, yes, very much so. Yeah. Speaking of still here, Jarvis Landry at 110 yards today, which is, uh, huh, that's, that's a bit of a shoulder <laughs> like shrug. You just don't know. Uh, I guess you never do. Um, Browns, Panthers, maybe the worst game I've ever seen in my life in the first half. I it couldn't have been further from on my radar and by the time that this game was all of a sudden exciting, but the Browns kicker made the 58-yard field goal, the rookie in his first game. I think they said it was the longest kick ever made by someone in their first game, and it was the game winner. So good for him, but Baker Mayfield looked bad. I mean, wow. That first half was abominable, like really just shockingly bad. He fumbled four times and he picked them all up, but holy moly, that was just a disgusting effort. I wanted this one to end in a tie because somehow Jacoby Brissett was less inspiring, which it led to the uh, the usual Chubb-Hunt duo on the ground doing the load of the work for the Browns. But, I mean, Baker Mayfield, though, and holy Christ. Yeah, and can I just comment that all three of you pick Carolina, and I think two people agreed that I'd rather have my money on Baker Mayfield when it matters. I think that was a real quote. That is true. That is true. I stand by it because mm. I feel like Jacoby Brissett was so bad that I feel vindicated. Mm. But yeah. you were right. You were right. That's I'll, not a bad take. You, you, you were right. You are right. I'm sorry. Congratulations. Yeah, no, I think anybody that still like buys into the Baker Mayfield like being injured – I think we can like put that kind of put that to bet and say like there's the whole debate like is he injured or is he bad like I think this was like a decisive victory for the he's just bad yeah (laughs) I think it really was and it wasn't much of like a 10 round fight it was like a round two knockout because when they when he went broke huddle on the third and 15 a screen and then the next drive was third and 19 and he like dumped it down to McCaffrey like here you go I was like (laughs) Okay, this channel is going yeah. to the other game. I'm not interested in watching what this team cooks up today. The most cl- classic Baker Mayfield move that I saw today was like there's multiple times where he'll receive the snap and then he'll feel like a little bit of pressure off the edge 
and he'll like turn his back to half the field and just ru- roll out and it always that he always ends up throwing it out of bounds every time <laughs> it's like the most useless play ever because he can't hang in there and t- he's like i'm gonna make a play like watch me scramble here i'm aaron Rodgers, and then he ends up throwing it out of bounds every time it's, it's frustrating to watch he did hit robbie anderson on that deep ball but i i think like everybody in this room could have hit robbie anderson on that one he was 15 yards of separation like please look up please look up i'm gone if you hit me so that was a win at least but i'm gonna pick against the browns next week because i i'm out i think both these teams stink out loud so I'm, I'm riding that wave. I think the last game we have is the Ravens-Jets game, which I'm not really sure. Are you, am I missing one? The Bills. Well, that was like a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to take about the Bills, go ahead. Do you want to give a take? I mean, I don't have much to say, but we all kind of picked the Rams, so that was tough. That is true. And we all kind of started selling our Bills stock right before the season. Like, we hyped yeah, them up all dumb. off season, and we're all like, maybe you know what? Maybe the Bills aren't good. That was a mistake. Yeah, that was and stupid. now they look like the best team by far. They definitely looked like the With best With possibly team. the best quarterback. Yes, some would MVP say that. The MVP favorite. The MVP favorite. They would exactly say that. Um, I mean, I thought the Rams, that was a worrying performance in my book, but I think, you know. Whatever. I think it'll bounce back, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty poor performance. Stafford looked awful. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about knowing where one guy is at, the whole time it was definitely Stafford with Cup. I mean, the fact that Allen Robinson, I think, had one, one uh, pass. Yeah. Towards him was one target. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> one target Long was day. was sad. And then, I mean, we have some Cam Akers owners here. Oh, I um, want to talk about him. I don't want it. I want to talk that name. Zero. How many attempts? Three attempts four, for four, four carries. Four carries for zero yards. Yep. Um. And then McVeigh, not only, you know, you're thinking, hey, that's a horrible performance. Maybe the coach will just, you know, give him some encouragement, give him some hype in the media. No, actually rips him even harder. So, yeah. like, at this point, he might be third or fourth on the depth chart. And I know I predicted I predicted this for the wrong game, but so far both the primetime <laughs> games have been the classic, overhyped. Everyone's looking forward to it. Super sick matchup. And you then did call it the classic up. last week. I did. And I, uh, I mean, I predicted it for Seattle – Against Denver, which is still to be determined, but it happened on. What if both that the one's just games. a banger? That's what I'm saying. I know that's that's gonna, it's going to be the, the complete odds? opposite. Well, that's now. what I'm saying. What are the odds that all three primetime games are bad? Not good at all. So everybody set your DVRs and get home early because that game's going to absolutely <laughs> smack. There's no other way to say it. But Jets Ravens just finish us off one. I think you're the only one who watched any of this. So, um, yeah, I just watched the beginning. I was actually pretty happy with it because we kept our defense kind of kept them in check. It was like three nothing. <laughs> Owen was like, and this half. is great. I'm out. I'm I'm happy. I'm leaving yeah. it at this. Three zero. Yeah. I was and so I did I went to do some other things. Good. And then I checked this the score and it's twenty four to three. And so I was like like I, I kind of didn't I was like I saw a bunch of notifications on my phone because Lamar Jackson threw three touchdowns. So I was like, okay. Like he must have had a good game. Um, and then we just never scored, I guess. So that was unfortunate. I was looking. I was like, okay, he must have scored. Like maybe let's see, what, let's see what Flacco did. Let's see what the response was. And there just was no response when I checked. It was 24 to 3 or whatever it was. I think you so, had almost 400 yards. You only cooked up nine points, but almost 400 yards is pretty good. So that's a yeah. silver lining. Brees Hall might be bad too. He might stink, yeah. yeah. Uh, so much hype for that guy. Per carry is 
Hey, that. just like Jonathan Taylor in his rookie year, just wait till week eight. Yeah, true, but actually, true. let's buy the stock communally. Let's everybody yeah, get a little slice of that because it's probably on the penny stocks right now. We can just scoop it up on the low. Yeah. Now, let's also remember. I also I'm a for people who don't know, I'm a big draft uh, the rookie running back guy. Yes, you are. I stopped it this year, but I've been doing it for like the last three years. Just so you know, I've also had rookie Clyde Edwards Hilaire, which was an oh. absolute disaster. So, you know, these Damian Pierce's and Breeze Hall's, one of them might be a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So, a k. yeah the greatest nickname in sports set ceh um the only other thing i can think really happened was uh chris collinsworth voice was just dead Mm -hmm. there was absolutely no sparks i said you could smell the halls through the speaker i mean it was just who who told him to broadcast the game i respect him for going out there you know what actually i'm going to rescind that take i respect him for going out there because it's week, one. it's week one and that's a man who loves football and is going to play through the pain just like james winston said so that's right you know what i'm going to take you know what it wasn't the most peaceful thing to listen to it wasn't that bad though but credit to chris collinsworth for fighting through it it wasn't that bad. Tariko carried and Tariko with a good performance i think a lot of people like obviously it's tough to replace al but i think tarico has been doing a fine job so far Owen doesn't agree. I, I hate okay. Tariko. Why don't you like him? I despise him. him. I, I hate his voice. All right, then that's something you can't get around. <laughs> that, that is a problem <laughs> if you're the play-by-play guy. But I would say that Tariko, he's not bad. He, I don't think he's the best, but I, I give him a B. Yeah. Maybe a B plus on some days. Yeah. I think that's all the best I could do. But yeah, anything else anything, anybody wants to say about the games today? Anything at all? I was like just once again like so happy football was back. I like I think I enjoyed the the Bucks Cowboys game more than you guys just because I missed like the all the morning games. Mm-hmm. So I had a little more juice left. So yeah, I, I mean the the game. I'm sure it, like you know if this was a week four or five game, I'm probably bored out of my mind. But like nineteen to nine, I was I was having a great time. Yeah, that game was Me not too. enjoyable. Or nineteen to three. Sorry. I just think this is literally the worst case scenario possible for the Cowboys because especially with the injuries, like they're gonna make excuses again, and McCarthy's not gonna get fired, and we're just gonna go into next year with like hope. At what point though? Suck. I'm asking you like. Do you just like give up hope with Dak? Because how long well, has he, I don't he's think, been your quarterback for seven, problem. eight years? I don't think he's. The I know, but quarterback for seven, eight years, you haven't done anything. I think you got to move yeah, on. Yeah, and I think you at this point, we're not going to ever do anything. Coming from a Raiders fan. <laughs> <laughs> tough, Alex. Tough. You yeah. got the table. Like, we, we had Gruden. We had Gruden. There's this. He was the problem. That's the spin zone. We had Garrett. Yeah. All right. And now we have McCarthy. All right. Fair. Owen caught me. Owen caught me. On the. In the studio, I loved seeing him out there. I Same did. Haircut. He looked so like scared. He was like seeing an old friend. He, he was, was so dope. awkward. I said to Adam, "I don't think he's done much TV before." Yeah, because he like set his pick and then he, like gave the most like scared smile to the camera and just <laughs> kind of sat there. It was like you could hear the producer in his ear, like give your read and then look back at the camera, Jason. It's like, <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> um, but I would say I I agree that uh, this is almost a nightmare scenario for the Cowboys because now all of a sudden. I mean, people are just going to be like, Dak is hurt. When instead, the story should also be Dak was garbage for the first 50 minutes of the game until his hand got hurt. I yeah, mean, they, I think I'm just, uh, I'm I'm now a Bears and Broncos fan for the time being. Okay, like, okay. I'm on loan. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's on loan. I'm on loan to the Bears huge. and the Broncos. Yes. Okay. Yep. The Bees. The Bees. That's okay because it's two different conferences. So yeah, yeah it, exactly. It's chill. Uh-huh. If, if, what do you make of uh, all the penalties there, Adam? 
you have mm. a take on that? Because there were a lot. He's used to it. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing new. Um, I I think Alex and Phil witnessed me not being pretty unhappy at Terrence after like the fourth one in the same drive. Adam would just call it. Like he yeah. already knew it was Terrence Steele. Yeah, yeah, it was like there was the play happened. They said nothing. And then like Terrence Steele is kind of sitting there like with his hands on his hips and they didn't show the flag. And I'm like, yep, holding. And yeah, they're like, yep, the holding. That's his fourth penalty of the game. <laughs> and it was all on the same drive. I don't think Tyler <laughs> Smith had one. I think Tyler Smith had one false start early on in the game. It was kind of, I was kind of mixing them up, 79, 78, T, 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 S, T, S, like mm. same initials, both play tackle, so. That's understandable. Yeah. Um, I was having the same This problem. team uh, always struggles with penalties, and I don't think our coach is going to address it because I don't know if our coach addresses anything. I'm so. telling you right now, this is a this is almost the best-case scenario for Best. You. I'm telling you right now, because if you like, you start 0-4, your division, okay, I mean, whatever, they all want 1-0 today, but it's not that hard. If you start badly, they'll just be like, okay, when, by the time Doc's back in like three, four weeks, whatever, we'll just get a new guy in there. Like, I'm telling you, this could almost work out for you. You, you think Jerry ex- Jones is going to fire McCarthy? You need an excuse to get rid of him. If it's yeah. bad, if it gets bad enough, yes, because I'm not, I mean, I'm not a Cooper Rush truther, so, but there's some positives you could take, but it's also not good at all, so. Yeah, oh no <laughs> oh no the cowboys are in the mud i'm devastated anyway um only other things that happened this weekend ufc was on oh and you'd be the guy to ask about this you enjoy the uh fights on saturday uh, i didn't actually catch any of them okay there we go we don't need to talk yeah. about it then it works out for everybody because i'm not gonna lie i didn't have any nate ds takes to give you so it works out no. we have weekend winners and losers and then we can uh hit the road how are we feeling I can start with, I just have one winner. Um, but my winner this week is like bath is, is back to earth moments in fantasy. So what I mean by this is, and I'm going to speak from personal experience is a lot of the times when you're preparing for your fantasy drafts, you're preparing for the fantasy season, you convince yourself of like certain things yep. that maybe most people don't think. Yeah. Like I convinced myself, like for example, in one of my leagues that Traylon Burks was going to be like a, top five or top 10 receiver for example did the same alex <laughs> yeah me too yeah. same thing because i read yeah. uh like who even knows where this source came from but it said he will have a massive role in the titans yeah. offense and i'm like the source was fourth Jaylen round Burks. pick give it to me now <laughs> yeah i was like i'm getting him at value at the in like the fifth round it's like let's go i'm getting him 10 rounds higher than he should be <laughs> uh and then or 10 rounds lower and then whatever and then i was like so there's like all these players right like a Traylon burks was some of mine, Damian Pierce. I have him in like three different leagues because I was like, this is, this is the guy. Like he's finishing like RB three this year. Uh, and so week one for me, the big winner this week is all these down to earth moments where you like watch a guy that you were like pretty hyped up and like especially the rookies and like really yep. excited to see play. Yeah. And then you realize, hey, they might. <laughs> it's the NFL. Might be like, yeah. yeah, it's the NFL. They might not be that good. They're younger like, than me. They might. I might not have been smarter than like everybody else in the room. Like I might actually just like have a worse idea. Yeah. And so it slowly starts to sink in um, over the day and you realize like, what have I, what have I done? That's it's, that, it's so a that classic. It's the play. people who do this yeah. for a living might've been right. And yeah. I, and I might've been wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. This is a great winner. Cause I was on the tight end market today. Phil was like, Hey, Isaiah likely like he's oh, going to be sick. This is the guy Four targets, say. zero yards. Oh, um, started cam acres <laughs> along with Phil as well. Yep. 
ETN. Yep, zero yards. ETN is a big I, one. I think I spent like six weeks convincing myself and everyone that I know that Cole Komet was going to be sick this year. <laughs> like, Justin Fields loves a good tight end. Like, he, he never had a good tight end. Like, Cole Komet's been looking good. One target, zero yards. So... <laughs> It's funny because, like, you read the like, reports for the rookies, and it's like, you know, this running back rushed for over like 200 yards, like 10 times, like in the in the season, and it's like, yeah, like he was playing against Rice and like Rutgers, yeah. Like uh-huh. now he's got to go up against like you know Miles Garrett yeah. and Aaron Donald. He, he dominated the Sun Belt Conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, it's it's funny or, how it always tricks you. I don't know if you guys get this too, but like I, I'll find like random like twitter threads or youtube videos and base like my entire draft yeah on. yeah, yeah. Like yeah sleepers yeah. And you're like wow like i've got the inside track on on yeah like, this you're like you're like i hope no one else hears about this yeah. like yeah. i gotta keep yeah. this under wraps i'm like you guys are idiots <laughs> you're you're drafting tight ends i can get cole Komet in round 12 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like why are you drafting travis kelsey Oh my Christ! There's some bad ones, man. I I like to sit down in like last week of August, like write out like, okay, here's the guys I like, here's the guys I don't like, and I always just make little mistakes. Like today, I like I had Miles Sanders. Like I was like, this guy's a top twenty. Like, what are people not seeing? The Eagles are going to be good. They're going to be ahead. They have an easy schedule. They're going to run the ball. Oh, that's right. They like rotate everybody on every down. It's like they have a second down running back, a third down running back, a first down running back. That's crazy. You just forget little things like that. Make mistakes. Um, my winners this week, my first winner is sleeping because I found out this week that a little hockey, Ottawa Senators, Tim Stutzel was upset with his sleep quality. So he hired a sleep coach, which I don't know how one gets to be a sleep coach and like what that really like entails, Mm -hmm. but I would love a sleep coach. If somebody could like walk me through, like, this is how, like, this is your most productive hours. Like, this is how you hit your REM. That would be super useful information to me. That would. I feel like you'd gain an edge on any, like, really anybody. Um, so, but yeah, I'd love to, like, see him, like, you know, the coach, like, justify yeah. the, you know, probably $200 an hour yeah. <laughs> that he's charging you. So, yeah. I'm curious. He's like, let me just watch you nap for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, that'd be see- really creepy, too, though. Yeah. It's like you wake up, you're like, hey, you're still looking at me. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. I'll how'd, turn to the side. How'd that session go, coach? Yeah. Um, and then my other winner is Manu. Easy winner. Basketball Hall of Fame. I always say Tim Duncan's probably my favorite player of all time, but Ginobili's right there with him. I love Ginobili. I mean, I mean, I cheer for a pretty boring team, but that guy brought so much personality, personality and energy and mm-hmm. I just I love that guy. So see him up there giving that speech and everything. I just love Ginobili. I just absolutely so happy and uh, good for him. And good to see Lionel Messi giving him a shout out too. That was nice. I know Adam liked that. So way to go, Manu. Anyway, what's your winners? My winner this week is Brian Dable and the New York Giants. Um, just what a what a great performance by them. They are. They have a winning record for the first time since the boating incident. That's right. I forgot so about So since the boating pick came out, this is the first time that they've had a winning record. Um, and what a great, like we talked about it, but like what a, what a great call by Brian Dable there. Um, he just chewing out, chewing out Danny Dimes for throwing that pick in the fourth quarter, chewing him out. And I told my brother, I'm like, you know, Giants are going to win this game. I don't know how, but they're going to win this game. And I know that Barkley carried, but, if you know my guy Danny Dimes didn't get that first down, um, where you know he fourth turned and the, one. fourth and one turned the Jets on, got the first down, um, looking like Josh Allen out there, 
um, you know, they, they, they wouldn't have won that game. So I thought it was great. And like Giants have just been one of those teams that I've been like wanting to be at least respectable um somewhat it's kind of fun when the giants are good so I i'm not, I'm not exactly i'm not you know penciling them in as you know playoff team or anything but it'd be nice if they could maybe even squeak out a 500 or winning record this year so you'd think that might be a little too much to ask i might be a little too hyped right now but all in all giants are winners i thought they had a great week there you go barkley's back looks good i agree barkley looks great yeah love barkley would you have i for, see him doing well would you have for losers on uh, my first loser is Stephen A. Smith. I don't know if you guys saw this clip, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he, and I hate to rip on rip on him because he's clearly just like overworked, underpaid. You know, <laughs> he doesn't get enough vacation days. Whatever they're giving him isn't enough. Um, but they had my boy on. Uh, I think it was on first take actually, um, but he was talking about the NFL season, doing a little week one preview, um, and. The question that Molly posed to him was, which team's going to score the most points this week? So Stephen A. thought about it, and he said, the Chargers. He said, Keenan Allen, <laughs> Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, that's it. That was his take. It was like, too much talent, they're going to score the most points. So I thought, okay, good take. Hey, I would, you know, not a bad take. Didn't end up happening, but hey, good. I, it's something I might have agreed with at the time. Um, and then right after that, Molly says, okay, let's get into it. Like, let's get into our picks here. And she asks him, who's winning? Who are you taking, the Raiders or the, or the Chargers? And he goes, uh, the Raiders. Says, Why not? He says, I have a feeling, basically. So he picked the classic. Chargers are going to score the most points out of any team in the NFL, but lose to the, lose to the Raiders. Yeah. So uh, unless he does something yeah. I don't, like, poor guy must have been, I don't even know how many hours, probably like three hours of sleep. So let him get a rest. He Who needs knows it. what he was thinking? He was really running on fumes. Well, I blame Molly actually for that because, like, if you actually watched, they were doing the outro. They were finishing up first take, and then Molly just like banged like five questions on his head. She's like, "Answer these in fifteen seconds." It's like, what do you want me to do? So, like, give it, like, take it easy with the outros. Like, holy smokes, like, let my guy breathe. So, yeah. and then it was funny because she had to act it off too, like. I think she knew that he made a mistake, but when he said, I'm going to take the Raiders, she's like, all right, all right. <laughs> Let's go, Molly. <laughs> Way Wrong. to go. When she, I like Molly because she used to call it the Battle of Alberta. Like yeah, the it Battle of... Like actual war. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. War of 1812. That type of beat, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I got one more loser, which is just tailgates. I don't know if you guys saw this video. Oh. <laughs> Brutal scene. Probably kind of sad. Just like strange more than anything. Um, but it's just this video of the from the Dolphins Patriots game of this <laughs> parking lot, and it just pans across. It's all these burned out cars. Like it looks like something you'd see in like a video game, like Left for Dead or Call of Duty or something like that. Where it's just these row of burned out cars, and then the report is like, <laughs> the report is that there was a someone left a grill on. Oh. Oh. A grill on somewhere in those cars and it just blew up it blew up like an entire row of cars so the video is i tough. don't know the video is tough i'm not a physics guy i'm not an engineer guy i don't know how that kind of would work really but uh you know tailgating i guess is a loser more than anything because if you're gonna go and grill make sure you turn it on turn it off and like don't blow up any cars because mm. that'll you know nothing worse than going into the game 
seeing your team win and then coming out and having your vibe ruined when your car is burnt out and yeah. burned and like blown up. Brand new yeah. Tua jersey on, and you're like, I <laughs> don't have a backseat anymore. That that yeah. would be difficult. I mean, the video was was, I mean, if I was walking back to my car and I saw, oh, like it's permanently damaged, I would be so sad. <laughs> it, it, like it just bummed me out more than anything. I was like, wow, this is just depressing. But tough scene in Miami. Only really in yeah. Miami, I feel like that could happen. Yeah. Um, my losers. Well. I mean, it is another fantasy football loser, but it's it's a bit of a niche loser, loser. But it's decisions that you make in the draft that you know you don't like, and then you're just vindicated in the first week. <laughs> one of these drafts, I just hated my whole team. I was like, this team sucks. Like, it's one of those ones. If I did a mock draft and I ended up with this, I would be like, I need to redraft right now and like wash the stink of what I just did off. And then it's my real team. I have the Camara ETN. Uh, wombo combo in the backfield mike williams with his two catches for nine yards today that was a great performance buddy so those indecision draft moments where you're like i don't like that pick immediately those ones they always come back to hurt you so i had that on there my second loser's texas football a little college football on saturday i was into it again this week and texas up on alabama pretty much the whole way Alabama gets the big play at the end and Texas for some reason using none of their timeouts to stop Alabama from going down the field and evidently to anybody watching scoring and then after the game Sarkeesian goes up and says well we didn't lose today we just ran out of time Mm. it's like dude you manage the time so if you want to take those timeouts earlier we can maybe go back down the field it was just disappointing because i'd love to, i would have loved to have seen texas get up into the top 25 upset alabama get that place rock and get that place pumping again but texas hasn't been good my entire life i'm just waiting yeah. for the one time texas is good so i can enjoy this sport a little more so it was difficult Do and, we have- and to add insult to injury their quarterback Quinn Ewers, who's like yeah. a stud, is now out for like four to five weeks, something like that. Yeah, it's a big injury. So, do we have our own uh, pod college football team? Because like we have the Bears as our collective team. I cheer for, for Texas. Texas. Texas is the team. I yeah. cheer for Texas okay. at least. But sure, they... I think we I think we actually talked about this and we said Texas. Okay. Okay. Because me and Phil are both Texas fans. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we're all in apparently. All in. <laughs> Owen's, Owen's not loving that one, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. The Texas can be my secondary team. There you go. That's the spirit. Yeah. Would you have my, BYU? Right. Oh yeah, BYU has to have oh, top yeah. spot. I don't want to. Don't even say the words BYU around me <laughs> after the Saturday night game. <laughs> Nobody talk about it. I just got the one loser. I'm going to keep it football just in honor of week one. And yeah, just Aaron Rodgers today was an absolute yes. disaster. This guy, I don't know how he like came out walking at all. That one hit. Um, oh. If you watch the game where the three linebackers just collided on him, but like his own players were colliding in on him too. Like the linebackers just took his like running backs and his like, and his fullback and just like crushed them together. He, his body turned like three different ways already talked about how he's like having a hard time with the wide receivers throwing his hands up in the air and then like his hair is just like not even looking like you know you know when you got your like hair all nice and like it's looking good you just fixed it his hair was just like he got electrocuted like he was like coming out of the hat like it was just a disaster so loser and rogers i agree yeah i agree and today i give a 10 it was great to be back these late nights are grind but i love being on them there's nothing better nothing better no place i'd rather be i just had a smile on my face the entire day just watching football was so good it it was good it feels really good to be back oh and i'm sure you're just gleeful as well 
Yeah, I love football. It's the best. There's nothing more you could say. I just love football. Yeah. And I hate to see Adam down, but I also I love to see the Cowboys a little bit, you know, yeah. of a mess. I love when the Cowboys are a sideshow. So yeah. it was a great day, all in all. Steelers 1-0, Raiders 0-1, Jets 0-1, Cowboys 1-1, Steelers 1-0 is the headline. Great day. Great day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm delighted today. So great. 10 We'll be back Thursday morning, picking week two. Chargers Chiefs on Thursday night. It's going to be a banger. Everybody and their mom registering on Amazon Prime on Thursday night. So make sure you get that done early. I want to give you the early week warning. So anyway, 10. 10. Let's ride. Let's ride tomorrow night. That's the spirit. We'll be back on Thursday.